The global economy continues to change, but are the skills of the American workforce keeping up? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is back to take a look. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Mark Tucker is the president of the National Center on Education and the Economy, a nonprofit organization that focuses on the global competitiveness of American workers. The NCEE recently released a book called Tough Choices, Tough Times, a report on the new commission on the skills of the American workforce. Let's begin with an overall sketch of the situation as you see it. How competitive is the American workforce today in the global economy? It is getting less competitive with every passing year. In the 1960s, the United States led the world in the percentage of the members of the workforce that had the equivalent of a high school diploma. It hasn't done that in the last 40 years, and every year more nations overtake us. The research shows that what you know determines what you make more than it ever has before. It used to be that people in the American economy could leave high school and get really good union jobs in certain industries like automobiles and get a very good middle-class standard of living out of that with very little education. Those days are long gone. Mark, your report is basically a call for a top-to-bottom reformation of the entire U.S. educational system, right? That's right. We actually don't have a choice. We can't get where we need to go by small incremental changes. The United States now places between the middle and the bottom of all of the rankings of educational achievement among the leading countries of the world. But we are the second biggest spender. The results we're getting are not a function of not spending enough money, quite the contrary. And this country doesn't have a whole lot more money, so we're going to have to figure out how to get much, much better results for about the same amount of money we're now spending. And the only way you can do that is by making some fundamental changes in the system. One of the uh, structural changes that you propose is in regards to college, the age of young people going to college, and actually the entire college experience itself. Talk about that for a moment. Well, there are a number of countries with which we compete that are sending most of their high school kids off to college ready to do what we would think of as college-level work, not at the age of 18, which is what we aspire to, but actually at the age of 16. And we think that if we're going to have a world-class system in the United States, we're going to have to do that well here. It turns out that if you actually can do that, we can send most of our high school kids off to college, community or technical college, many of them. At the age of 16, we could save an enormous amount of money, partly uh, on what we're now spending on them in the junior and senior years of high school, but also on what we're spending for remedial education in college, which is an enormous amount of money. So our proposal would be you don't go to college unless you're ready to do college-level work, and you make sure that the kids get there in high school. If we save that much money, it would enable us then to invest quite a lot of money in early childhood education and in our teachers' salaries, two arenas that we desperately need much more money spent in. The reason to do early childhood education is pretty straightforward. It turns out that kids from low-income families in the United States that go off to kindergarten have about half the vocabulary of the other kids not going off to kindergarten. And they can never catch up. So we've got to do something for those kids before they arrive in kindergarten. It's essential. I understand you also believe we need to improve the quality of teachers that we're bringing into the system. Yes. We're going to have to recruit our teachers from the top third of young people going to college. We've actually done a lot of surveys of college kids in the best colleges in the United States. And what they tell us is that money matters. They need to feel that they're not sacrificing their families and their kids if they go into teaching when they could otherwise go into be a doctor, a lawyer, an architect, an engineer. But they don't need to make the very top dollar. For the kinds of people we're looking for, doing good as well as doing well 
is important to them. Any final thoughts? The kinds of changes that we laid out on our report are not pie-in-the-sky ideas. Almost all of them are being used in high-performing countries, countries that perform much better than we. But when you put them all together, it's a lot to swallow because it's a very different kind of system than the one we're currently employing. And the big question really is whether the American people are up for big changes in the system. The jury's out on that. I am very hopeful that when the American people understand what's at stake, they will do the right thing. They always have in the past. And you have a website where people can get additional information, right? Yes, skillscommission.org. All right, Mark Tucker, president of the National Center on Education and the Economy. The book is called Tough Choices, Tough Times. Thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you very much. Take care. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of InfoTrack. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at TalkZone.com. Internet services provided by Pear.com. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. Till next week, thanks from all of us for tuning in to InfoTrack.